Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's never seen a scroll that's so hard to decode. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along three other, let's call them adventurers. Ooh, I like it. With me to talk to you about the Dungeons & Dragons movie. We've got Corey. The only podcast where if we ain't drinking, you sure ain't shopping. Matt. The only podcast that is the riddliest thing I've ever heard. And our special guest for tonight, Mitch. The only podcast that's got to get itself a 250-pound dwarf. I thought about that one. Ah, oh, come on. Honorable mentions, way better than that scroll. Honorable mentions go to the only podcast that can that can control dragons. And the only podcast that's going to get itself the girl. You get the dwarf. And the only podcast that lives outside the law but respects each other. Before we get into our usual spiel... This is part of a crossover event with the Dungeon Master's Block, so if you're joining us from the audience of that podcast, first of all, thank you, and second of all, just for you, we're going to clean up our act for this episode a bit, so I'm going to be bleeping... Matt. <laughs> don't expect it in the future. <laughs> or the past. I don't know why everyone thinks I'm the worst one. I'm the one that can do shows for kids. I mean, you're the loudest. But I'm the loudest. You are the fact. loudest. You choose not to for this podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, I choose not to for this podcast. <laughs> so just a fair warning, if you listen to other, other episodes, we're more explicit than we will be for this one. We're going to be naughty with would no you say? Would you say that listener discretion is advised? Yeah, probably. Okay. So anyway... Now that we talked about that, we are here to talk to you about Dungeons & Dragons. However, did anyone watch anything first, or are we just getting into the movie fast? I did watch a couple things. Great. I watched Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. How was that? It was surprisingly funny. And, like, one of, like, the best laughs in the movie is one of the things that they showed in the previews, which usually sullies the laugh for me, but in the moment, I, I, I fell off the couch. I was laughing so hard, <laughs> I... He takes... Was it the ATV? Yeah, he takes an ATV, and he hits his sister who's about to get married the next day in the face, <laughs> and they do it in slow motion, and I'm just, I know what's coming, and it's hysterical. Still gets you. Audrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick are fantastic in it. Really, the movie was, was a lot better than I expected. I had no interest in watching it, and it came on HBO Next, and I was like, well... The remote's on the other side of the couch, so here I go. Um, it is almost nap time. <laughs> was really close to time. He reached out his arm and was like, can I get it for... Nope. That's it. Guess we're watching it. And despite how many treats I give the dogs, they still have yet to figure out to pick up the remote and bring it to me. <laughs> the remote. They just don't get it. And I watched Airheads this morning. That wow, old... That's uh, the Brendan uh, Fraser. Yeah, the Brendan Fraser. Adam Sandler. And um, yeah. Steve <laughs> She <laughs> would think. Laser disc. Oh my god! It was. I, I I it's not that I forgot. I didn't realize how star studded that movie was when it came out because I like I I think maybe knew Brandon Fraser at the time. Hmm. I didn't really know much of anybody else. But like the other two guys in the band, super popular. Chris Farley's in it. Two of the Ghostbusters are in it. The guy who plays uh, Saul Goodman's brother in Better Call Saul huh. is in it. I don't know if that kind of star studded. No, he's he's a pretty he's a pretty well known actor. I just don't remember what his name is. Me either. Yeah, and one other person. Oh, the um, the tough guy in Breakfast Club. Oh, oh, what's his name? Yeah, the the guy who plays the criminal in Breakfast Club. Um, wow, labels. Yeah, they they really did he not prove himself in that movie? Do you? Man, <laughs> man, they just leaned into the label thing. <laughs> I never agreed with that. 
But yeah, so overall, it was, they had a lot of names in that movie, like more than you think you remember. It was a fun trip down memory lane. Cool. Matt, you said you got nothing? I have nothing. All right. Mitch, did you watch anything or no? I went to see uh, the new Pirates of the Caribbean with um, with my wife and her brother. Um, we snuck him out of his graduation party because he doesn't like parties, so we took him away from out it. Out of his own party. That's, yep, yep. that's he, pretty baller. He wasn't, wasn't having a good time, we said, this is for you, so let's get out of here. Uh, <laughs> which makes sense. Uh, is, that a, is that a ZTH territory? No, right? No. No, no right, but so, I did mention in my what have I been watching a couple weeks ago. So I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I say that it's nowhere as bad as the fourth one because the fourth one is god awful. I would say if you like pirates, skip the fourth one. Just go straight for the fifth one. It's not great, but it's not bad. And it's got some good moments and some good tie ins. I will say, I feel like it was Johnny Depp's worst performance as Jack Sparrow. And Kira Knightley was clearly just there to get paid. But yeah. She was hardly in it in the grand She was, thing. but even in the split ten seconds you see her, she it's like, she doesn't care. <laughs> but would you agree that the new Orlando Bloom, because I don't know what that actor's name yeah, is, yeah, yeah. was pretty good in it? He, I would, I would agree that he played his part well as in playing a younger Orlando, a younger William Turner. Yeah. Like, he, he did what his job yeah. was. Is I, he, I wasn't like, son? whoa. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's William Turner's son. Like I said a couple weeks ago, I actually really liked the way that they did the bad guys. I thought that was... The bad guys were cool. I thought like, that goes back to how cool the graphics were in mm-hmm. Pirates 1. Mm-hmm. And because I had to do it, stone it. Stone it. I'll give it... I'm torn between two and a half and three. So, But I'll give it three. I'll give it three be, not because by itself it deserves a three, but it deserves a three from being part of a greater story that three out of the other five movies are really good, in my opinion. That was actually that, the exact story I gave, exact? I gave it three. We're going to high-five right now. Don't edit that out. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, did you watch anything good? I spent most of the weekend traveling, so I didn't get to watch a lot. I watched a little bit of Futurama, and then I got, I watched, in addition to this movie on the plane, I also watched some Guardians of the Galaxy. That's it. So that's what we've been watching. Let's get into our movie facts. Dungeons and Dragons was made in the year 2000. It's rated PG-13 and it's one hour and 47 minutes long. Its director is Courtney Solomon, who they actually let direct two movies after this. (laughs) (laughs) They were called An American Haunting and Getaway. I've never heard of either. American Haunting was one of the horror movies that I point to as like, it's so bad that it's good. Hmm. Like, it's a terrible, terrible horror movie with awful CGI, but, like, every once in a while I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. So he's got a theme, is what you're saying. (laughs) I am going to say that, yeah. The movie stars Justin Whalen, Marlon Wayans, Jeremy Irons, Thora Birch, Bruce Payne, Zoe McClellan, Kristen Wilson, and Lee Ironberg. The budget for the movie was $45 million, and it grossed $33 million. $15 $15 million of that was domestic. So it didn't do too great. Not shocking. No. Nope. Not surprising. It made more money than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Do we know... Did it uh, Did it go straight to DVD? No, this was a... Or VHS this or whatever theatrical. it was. The, okay. the second movie was straight to DVD. And so was the third. I can't imagine seeing this in theaters. Actually, I think the second one was made for TV, and then the third one was straight to DVD in, like, the UK. Wait, like, follows up for this story? Eh, no, just Dungeons and Dragons colon something. There's... There's one character that appears in the second movie that was in this movie. Snail. 
No. <laughs> the ratings for the movie, I feel like you guys are going to be happy about this. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie a 10%. Certified not so good. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, you went out of bleeping. I know. <laughs> You're welcome. That was so much... I, I can't believe clean. it. Amazing. Yeah. I expect you to go like certified wieners. You're going to be a great dad. (laughs) Certified hot dogs. (laughs) They're cold hot dogs. (laughs) The audience of Rotten Tomatoes give this movie 19%. Wow. IMDb, surprisingly, with this score, not the highest on the movie, 3.6 out of 10. Okay. Metacritic, you guys will be happy with, coming at a 14. Wow. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's in line. However, the user score of Metacritic... 76. 4.7. Wow! There are a lot of positive reviews on there that are complete trolls. <laughs> <laughs> I read some of them. <laughs> Five stars. Uh, it was such a great movie. It was a movie. <laughs> and that's all I have for the movie facts on Dungeons & Dragons. We're going to do our general thoughts, and then everything else. Mitch, why don't you go first? How, how do you feel about this movie? I have to say that if you have never, if you don't care about Dungeons and Dragons, then this movie is god awful. Um, you just skip it. Don't even, don't even watch it. Skip this episode. You don't care. Like it's terrible. Um, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, it is still awful. But I feel like there's moments that are enjoyable. There's also moments that if you like Dungeons and Dragons, you're going to go, "That was done completely wrong," and. I think I think part of the part of the greatness of this movie will be the fact that we will be able to take this and say, "What's bad about this that we can talk about it? What a good D and D movie would would make." So, not all not all terrible, but mostly terrible. Matt. Okay, so this was a movie. Uh, there was some computer generated graphics, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully, um, computers made those. Did they hold up? No. No. <laughs> uh, there was some attempt at doing. You know, uh, physical... can't think of the word. Um, practical effects? Practical effects. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was something. They were impractical effects. Yeah. They, <laughs> oh, yeah. A couple of triple I-beams. Uh, oh, yeah. And they said the word beholder. <laughs> Just to remind everyone, it was a Dungeons & Dragons property. Corey? Without the word beholder in this, this movie is a bad fantasy flick. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a bad fantasy flick now. It's just the, happens but, to be opened by owned by Wizards of the Coast. What I mean is, like, there is so little Dungeons and Dragons in this. Outside of the fact that they go into a couple dungeons and a bunch of dragons fight, there is... They were so literal about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, seriously, without the, the Beholder Beast floating around, which looks awesome... By the way, I maintain that Beholder Beast looks great. Sure. I'm going to rip that apart later. <laughs> That's fine. But, and it's not even about the looks, but I'm going to rip that, that scene apart. You're more than welcome to. Without those couple of things, it's just another fantasy movie to me. Like, I don't, I couldn't even associate this with D&D without really digging in and, like, listening for, like, buzzwords. They drop some buzzwords. They do. Yes. A couple. That's it. See, I like bad movies... So this movie was entertaining to me, but this movie's god-awful. It's... Whoever wrote this movie didn't understand how to write a cohesive movie or how to get good performances out of actors, because this movie has a cast of good actors 
But you wouldn't know it from And they movie. are all bad in this movie. <laughs> they ter- they managed to ter- write a script so bad that it turned good mm-hmm. actors into bad actors. Mm-hmm. Either that or they just didn't care. And we're there for the paycheck. Column A, column B. It's got to be a little both. <laughs> also, I just want to say, before we get into it, they also dropped the halfling reference. So yes. that felt very D&D to me. Because I don't know what other fantasy setting has that. Also, just general too, too long. It was way, way long. too long for what it was. I thought it was fairly short. <laughs> All right. But I agree with you that it could have been shorter. And no real loss. There was one scene in this movie that I thought was kind of okay. And everything else was garbage. I can't wait to get to that scene. There's one scene in this movie that I, I kind of like. I hope that like our favorite moments and our least favorite moments are the same. <laughs> I hope that I hope they're, they're completely different. different. <laughs> I hope they're the reverse. That's way more interesting. I guess that's true. Alright, so without further ado, we're going to spoil this movie. Do you care? No. Of course you don't care. So we're just going to talk about it all now. Yeah, exactly. Go. First Jeremy Irons is possibly the worst performance yes. I have ever seen. Not out of Jeremy, just in general. It might be the worst performance I have ever sat through. It's real and bad. he's real great. Like, he does some amazing work. And in this, it's garbage. And, like, to open the movie with a scene of him being garbage, I was like, oh, no. Right out the gate. you got to respect the fact that the movie lets you know exactly what you're in for in the first five <laughs> seconds of this movie. It's true. And in the first scene, while he was garbage, I was actually like, hold on, hold on. I was like, the graphics don't look that terrible. I didn't think that they looked that... Uh, they looked like they for, were from for the, the 90s. 90s. Yeah. They looked like they were for the 90s, which no 90s graphics age mm-hmm. well. So I'll, I'll let that go. But overall, I was like, huh... Some of these shots are okay. Some of these graphics are okay. I actually think the movie doesn't look bad. I'm not talking about the effects. I'm talking about the actual film that they shot. Hmm. Like, because the script of this movie is like a B or C level movie. But looking at it, I could believe that they spent some money on this. It looks... Yeah, Jeremy Irons. Like, it's shot fine. <laughs> One of the Wayne's brothers. That's the best... Like, all the shots in this movie are okay. Mm-hmm. It's really the dialogue and the story... It's god-awful. You know, going back to the Jeremy Irons thing, I would actually really be interested, and maybe some of you guys know, or we can even find this out quick, did he start in theater acting? Because to me, it seemed like a theater actor coming into, like, one of his first movies. On on stage, you're like, you have to be over the top in every single, like, performance and facial expressions, and that's what was truly awful about it, was it was all... So over the top, mm-hmm. and he was the most over the top. And I like, I want to like go. Jeremy Irons is a great a- actor. Mm-hmm. Like, there must be a reason, like beyond just the direction. And that's the only thing I could even think of. I mean, for heaven's sakes, this man is Alfred. Show him some <laughs> respect. Yeah, he's been in movies since like nineteen sixty-one. Yeah, like <laughs> so close. So he, so know, he it was just bad. <laughs> it was just that bad. He was like, "This is what you." Give me, sure, whatever. How much yeah. you paying me? Yeah. Wait. Oh, wait, this guy's wearing blue lipstick the Didn't, whole time? Oh, gosh. Blue <laughs> lips. Pam, he, was, he was really cold. Pam, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Pam, Except when his ears were really hot. Pam, Pam walks into the movie like an hour and, and like eight minutes in. And it's the... To the minute. It, it's pretty much. It was the scene where blue lips guy was getting into like, the final fight. 
or like he had just taken like the staff and was like about to go back to the top of the tower. And she looks at me, she's like, So what's with the blue lips? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I've got no answer. They've never just let it go. But that was never like, even addressed. He's not the only one with blue lips at least. At is least is, is there another guy with blue lips? Really? I think there's another guy that looks kind of like him. Oh. So they're that trying to blue. respectfully really? disagree. I, I didn't see one. I did not see another. All, all this being said, the blue lips, I think, like stood out a lot. But there was a lot of things that it was like really impractical or just goofy. Like, okay, you're trying to just make this into this weird fantasy setting. Uh, I saw creatures that I had never encountered in D and D before. It was mentioned very briefly in the general thoughts. But what the heck was that purple guy with a third eye? Like, what was he? Does anybody here who plays D&D know what he was and why he was there? Because it was awful. I know he was um, a bad actor. If you play he was a, Oh, he, he's like walking around and like licking his lips randomly and it's like, what are you doing? I don't... Maybe if I knew your race I could like you're trying think to you, something you're getting into someone? character, but... I'm being seduced but I don't want to be. <laughs> he was playing um, Crouch Jr. from Harry Potter. David Crouch. Tennant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crouch Jr. Birdie, Birdie, Birdie Crouch. Birdie Crouch Jr. Talking about uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, and we were going to get there. Always. It won't say it. If you... <laughs> Perfect. If you play D&D and you do know what that purple three-eyed... Oh, yes. Flying purple people, people eater was... That's it. Go ahead and send us a tweet. I think we just tweet. figured it out. <laughs> he looked like an alien from <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did it. Take it from one. He looked like an alien from Farscape. <laughs> He did, though, now that you yeah, mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, like, he that looked would like be... they were like, had an old Farscape alien they were just like, hanging around. Uh, someone shipped us this <laughs> in a FedEx box? Oh my god, we've been looking for a Thieves Guild uh, employee all day. Why would we have a poor actor? <laughs> Throw it on Jacob and get him out there. Should I, like, sponge it? It's kind of. Yeah, just grab purple and just go nuts. <laughs> I usually just work the camera, but okay. <laughs> The armor, though, it was all very weird, and the helmets were impractical, and, like, you could tell they were like, we have CGI, because every shot of a city was, like, a upward angle, zooming up a tower, like, really dramatic, of mostly CGI, and, oh, yeah. Like, the the Hawkeye view of, like, the Hawk flying Mm -hmm. through the city, flying between two super tall buildings that are, like, around the corner from one another, as far as I can tell, because it looks like they, like leave out of the top of, like, the Mage's College, and, like, he kind of, like, banks left, and there's the castle. I'm like, this is a really impractical war to be fighting a... Doesn't matter who wins. Everybody else loses. Well, let's just talk about the scene where they pull back, and there's, like, six castles on top of columns of rock. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Just no. Because if anyone, the stiff breeze hits any one of them, they're all gone. <laughs> you wouldn't have one of those in your home for a while? One! Just one, by itself. Not six of them in the same place. They're on Zendikar. That's what it is. <laughs> and the collapse starts oh, yeah, the adventure. Exactly. <laughs> Save the people! Well, that's, that was part of the problem, too, is I feel like this movie... I, I love Dungeons & Dragons. I would hope so. I'm going to assume, just because I know of the year it was made, and maybe you guys know, but... I felt like this movie had no sense of setting. Like, if nope. you didn't... it like, Let's say you go into this movie blind and you didn't know the title of this movie. Would you come out knowing it was Dungeons & Dragons? Certainly not if you were not into Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, would you know the world they were in? Nope. I don't know the world they were in. I'm going to guess it was Greyhawk? Esmira. Esmira. Okay, there you go. It's, it's, no, that Esmira. Was the, 
That was the Izmir. Uh, that was the Izmir, yes, that was the Izmir. Empire. Yes. Yeah, Izmir. Um, yeah, Izmir. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, no sense of setting. No, like it was just lacking. Well, we we can, in we can, any description. We can run down run down some of the biggies real quick and eliminate them. Certainly wasn't Eberron. Nope, certainly uh, not. Certainly wasn't Planescape. Mm-mm. Wasn't Ravenloft. Greyhawk's the only one left, and Greyhawk. There's Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms. I, I, I no, don't no, think it was Forgotten Realms. Realms. It was too weird and yeah. yeah. It, 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 it wasn't Dark Sun. Because, no, it was not <laughs> yep. Dark Sun. Too much happy. Yeah. Um, Greyhawk's the only option, and Greyhawk is really the only Certainly option because it's... Spell jammer. <laughs> yeah. And Greyhawk's the only option because it's just a world that keeps building yeah. on itself, yep. so all these homebrews technically fit mm-hmm. into Greyhawk. That's it. Yep. I have no idea what anyone just said. <laughs> Okay, but I, that's good. This is because my that's our part. point. <laughs> that's our point. That even even as even as like the the hardcore D and D fans are just like, where where is this? Like everyone what's going is on? confused, regardless of level mm-hmm. of interest in Dungeons and Dragons. I think that the biggest piece to me that was missing was like the game aspect, and and what I mean by that is like. Dungeons and Dragons is a game where if you're creative enough and you have the time, you can build an entire world from scratch to whatever way you like. You know, uh, the two DMs that are sitting at the table, how many of them have you built in the course of your careers? Too many. Too many. So that could be what they were suggesting, but the problem was there's no connection between that and the game. Like... Maybe it's it's it would have been dumb, but I feel like they needed a moment where you know the, the Jeremy Irons dies, and all you see is like a book slam. It was like good good, good job, guys. You just you just yes. won, and it's the same people that are playing them just sitting at a table, and then they all get up, collect. That would have been amazing. That would have been out of world. No, I. That's how I think it should have ended. I think it should have gone throughout the whole thing like that. I like cutscenes back to the I real world. I think this movie the... could be fixed this day if we were to take that movie, cut out any unnecessary garbage because you don't want a 3-hour long movie of this. But and this is something that I will suggest if you've heard it on the Dungeon Master's blog already, you've heard me talk about it, but like that I think we need a D&D movie that's like The Princess Bride where you have like the the DM come into the room, start the setting like all right, boys, we're entering into Forgotten Realms, a land of magic and mystery, and then you see it fade in, and, like, you're going across the countryside, and you're he's explaining it, and you're seeing, like, races pop up. But, like, this movie, I think, could be fixed if you edit that stuff, if you take out the seriousness by dropping in a bunch of goofy, ridiculous players that are laughing at the ridiculous lines and terrible things, and the fact that the dwarf, I don't even know his name, just as there, but that's that's D and D, right? <laughs> his name is Elwood. He has the same name as one of the El Fudge Cookie guys. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I feel like that's what they were trying to suggest was that like the dwarf being ridiculous and being like, oh, I want a dwarf woman with hair on her on her chin. Like that was supposed to be a character making fun of dwarves. Absolutely. Like he's playing a dwarf and he's making fun of. A he's dwarf. a dwarf satiring dwarf. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's terrible and in this movie. He's garbage. Yeah. He's the worst. Um, uh, yeah, that's Which Wayne's you... is it? It's, this is Marlon, right? Hmm? Marlon Wayne. This is Marlon Wayne. Yes. You just say Wayne's, we know who it is. Yeah. Um, Snails. Snails, you that's actually snails. <laughs> snails seems like that guy at the table who's not taking anything, anything seriously. seriously. Nope. Regardless of how serious the situation and is. And he rolls horribly. Yeah. Um, snails, what do you do? I jump on the other side of the bar and grab a stick. You have a sword. 
I jump on the other side of the bar <laughs> and, and grab a stick. <laughs> okay. I steal everything. Why are you doing this? Why not? Back to the actual movie scene where he's stealing everything. No one in the market cares. He's not being stealthy about it. He's just Oh, I wasn't even, I wasn't even talking about that scene. I was talking about the like, Mage College where he was just like, Oh, this is Dragon Tooth? I can take this. Mm. Oh. Put it back, it's too oh, big. Yes. What about the gold one? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what about the gold dragon tooth? I'm like, that's definitely a scale. Insert, and I hate you. <laughs> insert the distance vo- distant voice of a DM being like, you really want to carry that all the way? Like, put in those things. <laughs> this movie's made better already, just like having those And it's because it, becomes, it, it almost becomes comedy. Yeah, exactly. It's and so bad that it's funny. Yeah. They embraced the comedy. They certainly did. Yeah, because they like, tried to. And they should embrace the comedy in a, in a movie like this. With but but they didn't, yeah, they didn't uh, succeed as... I don't think any of the jokes in this movie are funny as written. This movie's funny because it's so bad. <laughs> and that was, that's the thing. This movie had no sense that of a setting, but also had no sense that it was a game, and that's what Dungeons & Dragons is, is. And I think without that, you're not going to have a successful Dungeons & Dragons movie. Yeah. And, and like we said, I think we they were playing the characters up like they were characters just being satirical versions of themselves. But just have a scene. Just embrace the fact that there's people playing this. I don't know if they were trying to do that. I think that just happened by accident. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, guys, we've been kicking this movie in the you know what's is all night. Let's talk about the good stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to start yet. <laughs> I'd like to start. This movie perfectly portrays a ridiculous Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Um, okay, they start out. Yep. This is the bad guy. Got to get this. Oh wait, that's not the bad guy. This is the bad guy. Get this. But destroy it. Because if you destroy it, then the world order... Wait, no. That's not the bad guy. Wait, give it to the bad guy. Okay, the bad guy has it. Oh my god, the bad guy has it! Oh wait, we won! Wait, now go save your dead friend. That's a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I'm gonna simplify that even more. There's a bad thing. Kill it. There's a bad thing. Mm. Kill it. <laughs> I, I actually... I, I do agree with that. Kind of more with what Joe says. There's a bad thing. Kill it. But... Like, it does feel like it follows the progression of leveling up. Mm-hmm. You need to sneak into the mage's college and steal some stuff to make money. Now you need to run... You, you're going to try to fight this this bad guy. He's too strong for you. You run away. You go and... You <laughs> your grind. friend dies. Your friend dies, right. You grind for a bit, and then you split the party so your friend dies. That's why he dies. Snails True. dies because they split the party. And he's the worst thief ever. He was terrible, <laughs> but you've leveled. The then you go, here. you go to another dungeon. Take all the XP for yourself. Level up again. Now you at level twenty. Now you got to go face the BBEG. And they got magic weapons from the, the elves, which I was like, oh, cute. I also agree with you, but I also have noticed that a lot of terrible action, especially fantasy movies, but not even just fantasy <laughs> movies. A lot of terrible movies that fall into that. I've started to realize that would make a good D and D campaign. Yeah, it's an awful movie, but it would make a good D&D campaign. They have a good base for it. Um, Example, uh, The Great Wall. Terrible movie. The new one with Matt Damon. Terrible movie. Just ridiculous. But, like, I watched it and I was like, holy crap, there's a lot of great stuff in here that could be great inspiration for a dungeon master running a new campaign. That's, that would be, so, I'm like, go, go watch that if you're a DM. Get some inspiration. And then tell your players not to watch that movie because it's terrible, so they don't go, hey, you stole that from this movie. But, I mean, that goes back to what I said in the beginning. Like, if you don't like Dungeons & Dragons, this movie, you're not walking away from enjoying it at all. You're just feeling lost. 
And shouldn't the goal be to get more people into this? And they they do a poor job of it. But that's one thing I think that is good that they should mm-hmm. take into another take into the real D and D movie that they're going to make the real D and D movie. I think that's the biggest disappointing piece of the whole thing is that if I was a non-popular kind of nerdy kid thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons in 2000 when this movie came out and was like, I'm going to go see if this would interest me. I would walk down and be like, hmm, guess I got to go spend all my money on comic books still. Nothing else for me here. Yeah, go check out Magic the Gathering. Best thing, guess I better go to that gun shop. <laughs> buy, buy all those guns and weapons and trench coats. See, that, No one understands. That was so dark. I would have been like, guess I better learn sports. <laughs> Yeah, see, we went real, you went fake. Oh, gosh. I feel like I went reasonable, <laughs> and you went real dark. Yeah, oh, no, I went real dark. You did go real dark. All right, since we're talking about stuff that we liked, uh, the few things that we liked, um, I thought the scene in the Carters with the traps was fantastic. I loved it. I was like, this is Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah, the little maze that the thief set up for yeah. That's the I only like, scene I liked in this yeah, movie. This is great. This is fun. This is set yeah, up well. Because it was a dungeon that wasn't, it, that wasn't like a dungeon. It was, yeah. it was a game that they were watching, like like the Thunderdome. In fact, the only thing that I really liked was the traps in this movie because I liked that, and I liked the rug because the rug is straight out of AD and D, like a great trap from old school Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, I know that rug. That's fantastic. That's awesome. I thought it was fine. I thought it was one of the better scenes of the movie. I agree. But the one thing I took away from that scene that I was trying to pick out was seeing if I could tell where a role was. Like, mm. when he, like, steps and, like, the one spike trap comes up and he, like, just barely misses I'm like, oh, you just <laughs> passed that check, didn't you? So for me, I was like, this feels like a, a moment in a D&D game. And it doesn't matter if there was a party there or there wasn't, because the thief is going to be the guy that makes those checks. Mm-hmm. You know, the only other person in this movie that could theoretically have made those checks was the rogue, and we really don't actually know that she's a rogue. I just assume that she was. I think we need to do this. I think we need to edit this movie the way and just have ourselves be the actors and just, like, edit it in and have, have the voiceover. Shotgun I roll a 15. Well, it was, it was a 14 to make it, and that's when they're like, almost, I think I think we could make this into a great movie. Where we, like, the disembodied voices of the players and... The yes, but we're going to have a couple scenes where we, like, split back and we're going to... like no, we're gonna are have you serious? An intro scene. The carpet? <laughs> yeah, man, swallows you up. But it passed... My perception, I didn't know it was a trap. Nope, you are insane. And when, when With, Snail you dies, it was a trap. When Snail dies, you just have the player like get kicked out, like in the middle of like oh. cutscene, and she's like, all right, Matt, this will be my leave. last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he never returns to the movie. Oh. Hey, tell us about the Beholder that you liked, because I want to rip that apart. <laughs> because, again, this, okay, so as far as people at the table who have played D&D fairly seriously, Picture on the cover of the Monster Manual for D&D has a Beholder Beast on it. And that is my experience. I've never had to go up and face one. I've never had to fight one. So for a quick glance, it looked like what I have seen a Beholder Beast look like. That's it. So I, I, I didn't mind. And I'm glad that it was there. I was just happy it was there. For those of you unfortunate souls who don't play D&D at all and have seen this movie for some godforsaken <laughs> reason, it's the purple thing floating around with a bunch of eyes. Yes. In the scene where he throws a stone and says distraction, that's a, that's a very much needed 
little bit of description. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why I hate that. And, Everything about and, the Beholder and is why important. I, yeah, I, I wish it wasn't even there. Um, even though it's a D and D movie, because I I feel like one of the worst things about this movie is that the all of the quote unquote Easter eggs and parts that are D and D are shoved in your face like without any real care. And I hate the Beholder scene. I think the most because this has not changed from. Like AD and D to fifth edition, this has always been the way it is. Let's look at the D and D beholder stats: intelligence seventeen, wisdom fifteen, charisma seventeen. He d- is described as xenophobic isolationists, uh, eye tyrants. Why is he helping to guard this? There were this multiple. Guy, of the, there was multiple guard dogs. But he, this yeah, be- beholders would be trying to overthrow yeah. this guy and get the rod themselves. If anything, like why was it a guard? That was ridiculous to me, and anybody who knows D&D would like, be like, why is that like that? Anybody who has come up against or has run a game where a Beholder is necessary, if you are just a casual player and you've seen a Beholder, you're like, holy shit, there's a Beholder there. <laughs> I just feel like we're and not focusing enough help. on how this movie fails being a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and not just being a and d movie. Okay. You know what, that's actually a fair point. Mm. But I think I would just get so much, so much angrier that I would have, that I had to buy this movie. I bought this movie. I also bought this movie because I had to watch it on an airplane. And You're all f***ing right. And fun fact. I'm not taking that great. one back. <laughs> I bought this movie so that I could watch this movie without using data. So I could watch it on an airplane. And at one point we went through a cloud and hit turbulence. I paused this movie, turned on Guardians of the Galaxy because like, I will be d- if I die while I'm watching this movie. That's amazing. That you that's actually, um, yeah, that's great. That's great. This, you know what? Let Matt They go. find your phones. The last thing that he watched. Can we agree that bronze dragons were what they were? I was thinking gold or bronze. I'm pretty sure they said bronze dragons. I think they were gold. The childlike emperor said bronze dragons. Well, I'm pretty sure gold. Okay, here's here's if we want to if we want to talk about things that the movie had a problem with, maybe it was. I'm not going to say it was just me because I think that this was a legitimate problem about the movie. Was that I got to the end of this movie and I went, besides the fact that it's it's Dungeons and Dragons, we got to have dragons in it. I went, why are the dragons attacking the city? Can anybody tell me? Like you guys, like because seem to the, be able to pay a little bit more attention. The Empress's rod can control the dragons, but the good I, dragons. So the Empress told them to attack. She right. had the then dragons they were attack dragons, the, uh, the dragons. Yeah, the, no, exactly. They were if they were bronze dragons, then it should have been lightning breath. If they were gold dragons, then fire breath was correct. So she but had sure them was, attack sure the city. Gold. Yeah, because she was sure. the good guy. They also shot fireballs. But both at bronze and gold dragons are both good dragons. Yeah, but she had them attack the city. She had them attack the city because it was a civil war. They're the bad guys, quote unquote. It's I don't. It's the worst. This movie is really bad. She's a (laughs) terrible. She's the childlike empress. (laughs) She She doesn't have a name, Bastion. Give her a name. Uh, I'm glad this story ended. (laughs) The never-ending story. That was my point. This is na 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 na. I looked at her and I went. Did they just, like, pull her out of the same hole she was in at the end of NeverEnding Story 3 and just say, hey, do you want to be an Empress again? What? Oh, God, <laughs> she was the same... Oh, man, I did not know that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I thought you were just saying it was like, oh, it's oh. the same character, like... Oh, it's the same cow. girl. Literally the same girl. Man. Same and her girl. Joan of Arc outfit when she was in her war <laughs> yes. outfit, I was like, we're really pulling on heartstrings here. We're hoping for oh. the best. 
I got I got something else with it being a bad movie then. Rich. Um too many characters didn't need to be that many characters. Even the Empress, I was like I forgot she was a thing she by the time she came back in again. I was like, Oh yeah, she's a person in this movie. Yes, generally speaking. No, because again, if we connect what they were trying to do as far as make it a D and D game, an average D and D party is somewhere between four and six players. You have to have a lot of characters. You had to have the two BBEGs. You had to have the actual BBEG, which is like the mage, and then his little toy that he put some sort of ear popping demon oh, in. Goodness, yeah, I um, thought he played a warlock. He had information suckers. That's, I thought he was a warlock, and the patron was the mage. Because the way he had control over him, that's what I thought it was. Oh, you think that fighty guy was a warlock? I was trying to come up with a classroom, and I really couldn't. Because he had an ape. Because he had an ape. But that's, that's not, like, official. But back then it was. But we're, <laughs> we're doing sorry, it Joe. again. Anyway. <laughs> My point is, you had, to have, you had to have that, right? You had to have the party of somewhere between four and six. You had to have two groups, two types of bad guys and then the person that you are working for. So you're sitting at eight characters regardless. But in parties, characters do things. In this movie, the characters are useless. Except, for the, except for the main guy. Pretty much. He was, he was barely useful. I, he was he the was only barely one that did any And Marina was barely useful. She was less than barely useful. That would, that would be my argument against the, the, oh, we need lots of NPCs because it, it's a Dungeons & Dragons movie, so we need that. But to be a successful, like, story and movie, like, the main characters are the ones that we should feel something about and get to know. The dwarf was just freaking there. The elf was just there. Like, they, like, they needed to build on those characters. Not that with that, this director, that it would have happened well anyway, but, like, it took away from that. And, yeah, it was, it was not good. I, I felt some feels when snails died. Really? The only, a little bit. The feels I felt were, I cringed because of how they did that, when he drops to his knees in the middle of a fight and yells, no, you're still in a fight, dude. He's gonna kill you. That is the worst part of this movie, hands down. I'm That's so angry that I have watch. to agree with Joe right now. Oh why? Oh, what, when, when the other dude Because it was so knees? bad, and no, I agree say, with you. I'm sorry, when you say the why other... Does it, why does that hurt? Because I rarely agree with you on this <laughs> stuff. Also, classic 90s, uh, the black guy died. Like, yeah. it was... Oh, well, right. I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. <laughs> well, but let's just call it what it is, guys. But are you saying that you were mad that the the other thief fell to his knees? Yeah. Yeah, Ridley. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, Ridley lost it. Like, like didn't just be like, no, and then charge into combat. He was like, no, and he had like a fit and dropped his sword. I'm like, guy, you're not... This is not helping. That was overacting I, 101. I and, and 102. And 102. <laughs> yeah, you're And she right. was just like, ah, ah, I'm all eyeballs. It was the worst thing ever, maybe. Yes. But it's followed up by the best part about this movie, and that's that one of the doctors was in it. Which wasn't on the list of people you named, which is funny. Tom Why? Baker. Why would he be? Uh, <laughs> that's funny, because he's a very... He's like one of the most popular doctors. Does he star in this movie? Yes, no. as the old elf. <laughs> He's in about two minutes and brings the guy back to life. Yeah. Magic is within all of Magic those. is within the elves. We are you the humans best. Are I love how he always talks to no one. <laughs> that, uh, again, just to, to go off of connecting it to D&D, that's super D&D. Racial. Elves yeah. being all like, we're better than oh, you. Yeah, yeah. 
Back to the movie sucking. And Tom it, Baker was still in this movie. DM's block listeners are loving it. <laughs> hey, DM block listeners, get uh, at us on uh, the Twitter. Earth people are loving it. <laughs> I want to know this because clearly this is me going, what was this happening? And you guys explaining this to me. Because at the end, he's got the burial for snails. He's got the stone. He puts it down. The writing disappears. I expected it to be, oh, Resurrection Stone, and Snails is back. But then they all poof into fairy dust and disappear. What was that about? What was happening? Wait, who poofed? Did they, all of the characters, they all they disappeared the in unison as a team and then disappeared. Oh, I stood up and I must have stood up and walked away as soon as Snails made him disappear. This movie is over in the Did they second. all ascend into heaven with Snails? No, like, they What went, is happening? Because he, they went yeah. to another dimension to save him. They went to whatever sort of purgatory hell he is in. <laughs> Do not question your gift. Embrace your friend. I was about to be knighted. I can't really be dying right now. Is that anywhere stated or is that just... No, you have a just, sense of fantasy so that's what you're throwing out there. That's awful though. Because as a movie it's just like I left that going. Like I like that's what I, I was like okay clearly it's meant to be something along those lines but I right. like as a viewer I'm going... What just happened? Yeah, no. Where did we leave these characters off? Sequel would have hated that. I like yeah. the idea that it wasn't that, and the stone was cursed, and they just all were disintegrated because it's so stupid. Oh I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's a better ending. I like that they left it up to our imagination. I like that tiny aspect of that, but the fact that it was ridiculous and stupid... And ruins just, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get what you're like, saying. I like that Some, as a sometimes that's a great way yeah. to end a movie, but not not this one. Yeah. Not the way they did it. I'm I'm convinced that what happened there was that I was looking down at my phone, looking at dog pics. No, no, like oh. quotes for the movie to put in for my opening line bet, and that's why I missed everybody disintegrating. Because when I looked <laughs> back up, I saw like a purple like portal thing, and then some light. I was like, oh, it must have like snails thing. Oh, like. Went into the dragon eye and it opened a portal and then they're gonna they started to walk towards it. No, they just disintegrated. They just disintegrated. Gold wow, dust. It all swirled up. <laughs> Although I want to go to that that cemetery, Gojo. Well, talking about other failings of this movie, whoever uses that red staff thing, whatever the hell it was called, I don't remember. Terrible things happen to them. Yet two people in this movie use it. One of them dies because he's evil. The other guy who used it. Nothing happens to. Well, he destroyed it. He has to break the spell. He's like, you'll know how to break the spell. I'll it, break it with my magic elvish sword. Perfect. Nailed it. That's that's so literal. And yeah. It's... <laughs> I didn't say it's good. I know. <laughs> it, it looked to me that, like, the minute that he ripped it out of the guy's cold dead hands, and I mean that literally. <laughs> because he was a lynch. The worst lynch. Oh, that's what, what they were scene. going for. I forgot about that. They scene. had all the D&D tropes. Mm. They had the undead, they had the orcs, they had the, the weird monsters, they had... They what had are those orcs? That, that was, they were some terrible orcs. orcs. They were the orcs. worst orcs I've I was trying to spot life, orcs throughout this movie. I don't remember seeing them. They are I in the most icely creatures. They, remember, remember that scene, I and mean, you only kind of see them for a second, but they look more like... Um, That's a great feature of orcs, seeing the, them for the, a second. The, 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 the pig-looking guy that works for Jabba the Hutt? No. 
They looked they looked like things from uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. The Goombas? Yes, yeah. they could look like those things. Like they could be brothers to the Goombas. The part of the movie that was going, they were in that scene. I don't even remember that part. Oh, they borrowed a couple costumes from other things and brought it into the Oh, and they borrowed half of a couple costumes and decided to make those characters into them. There's one guy with one hairy arm. Yeah, I'm ordering a beer. Mm. No, but I, I like the see. I like the panning up shot in the tavern. Yeah, because it embraced what a deed. At least they had a tavern have. shot. Yeah, there were a bunch. They of had shots. trope stuff. Yeah, yeah they there was a bunch of shots stuff. where it's like, oh, this is what a D and D movie could be. Got a little bit of yeah. glimpse of hope, <gasps> and it smashed. And it's surrounded by all the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> the tavern scene was the moment that the party comes together. Which is yep. super D and D. That's good. Yeah, didn't notice that. So that's my up. My down would be sugar snaps. I don't remember what I was going to say. They had the deal be off camera, which I liked. When they both went into the dimension that the scroll held, all that stuff happened off camera, which is kind of cool because that kind of stuff can happen out of game. I don't think and they I could afford like, that. They couldn't afford it, but I'm just saying I liked it. I despised. Everything about them coming back from the scroll, from the scroll, I hated it. I hated it, and I'll tell you why I hated it. It was because they did zero percent chance of explaining what happened when they were in there. It's not like Rid- Rid- Ridley? Ridley, Ridley, Ridley was like. So we went into like this weird dimension, and this guy was like, "Yo, go for the red dragon eye, and maybe that'll help you out." And then I said, hey, I'll sell you my services for the Red Dragon Eye. Like, like all of you was like, they came back, they were bickering, and then he pulls Snails inside and says, hey, we're going to go get a big gem. And then they went off. I'm like, did, where, where did they go? What happened? Well, what he happened was, there? He was convincing Snails to go with him by telling him they were going to get the big gem. I think he agreed to get the thing because he liked Marina. Oh, the love interest thing. That's, that's what he was saying. Okay. I kind of already committed us to her, her, finding it. Her mage panties were getting him in all sorts of weird places. <laughs> gotcha. Remember my other thing from a bit ago now. The curse that the lich was bringing up, it, he, it happened to him twice where he got like stuck staring at the gem. Where like the gem was like taking control of him, and then he like snaps out of it. But the problem is, he snaps out of it. He, he fails. He, he passes the concept. It makes perfect sense. Passes the concept. <laughs> Unlike Marlon Wayans, who never passed one check. Actually, excuse me. The one check he did pass was the seduce the, the elf, and then that ended quickly. That's true. So he's an offensively bad sidekick in this so movie. Bad. He's, so bad. A lot of people yeah. are really angry about. Him being a very stereotypical portrayal of, like, an old black person. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> That's, like, as a moviegoer, I'm offended deeper than that. Yeah. Because he's an awful just character. Because he's a better actor than this. <laughs> he is. Everyone as, in this movie is a better actor than yeah. this. I don't know how this happened. I've seen Requiem for a Dream. I know how good he can be. The movie's brilliant, guys. I've seen it. It's brilliant. This would not be the only movie, though, that good actors do a terrible job, all of them. And I think when it's all of them, you have to go, there's something something wonky going on with the, the directing of the movie. Mm-hmm. It has to be. 
they do a really, really good scene. And he's like, no, more campy. <laughs> do <laughs> it worse. <laughs> what? If you, go, if you keep doing it well, they're going to make us make another one of these. In the original <laughs> cut of this movie, Joe would have cried when Snails died. <laughs> Hands down. It would have been beautiful. <laughs> yeah, because he would have just been struck. He would have been like, no! And then he would have run at him with the sword and started swinging then. And above the table, he would have been like, I need to take a level of uh, barbarian. Why? Because you just killed Snail and I need rage for a minute. Okay, acceptable. <laughs> You know you're uh, giving up your well, uses, casting ability, right? Absolutely. He uses rage. To, he uses uh, the barbarian ability to destroy the magic item. So he's obviously got at least one level of barb. Crossover episode. <laughs> Tune in June of 2019 <laughs> when we redub this movie. <laughs> I going to think it's June of 29. That's we're okay. busy people. Yeah, I guess. True. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's we're, we're, no, we're not going to shoot it together. We're going to all shoot it separately. <laughs> oh, my God. Use it together yeah. in the spirit it's of It's so movie. weird that <laughs> Mitch's table is totally different than Corey's. But there it's are the snowing outside in Mitch's. It's not over there. What? Uh. It's weird that Corey and Matt always have pizza and Mitch <laughs> never has Did pizza. Matt's beer just get longer? Mitch is always crying about the pizza. <laughs> Seriously, can you give me some pizza? This Back is, to the game. This is not a lie. <laughs> so we kind of beat this thing like six players going up against a single dragon. So why don't we go ahead and stone it? Gosh, that's fair for this. <laughs> well, I'll give you some time because I have to explain to the people how our rating system works. If you're tuning in for the first time, what we do on Zero's Talking Heroes is we rate each movie that we review. On our Infinity Stones scale, which goes from 1 to 6, 1 being the lowest, 6 being the highest, if you give a movie 6 stones, you can also give it a gauntlet if you think it was really, really great, because that's the highest score possible. We're going to go around and rate Dungeons & Dragons. Don't worry, Mitch, you get to go last. Yes. Well, second to last. You know what? No, you get to go last. Whoa! I'm going to go to Matt first. I thought he was going to go to himself first. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'll go to myself first. Whoa! <laughs> that's a fair point. This movie is terrible. <laughs> I would never have guessed that he was going to say that. <laughs> wow. I like bad movies, so I would watch this movie again in a heartbeat, especially since I paid money to oh, own really? it. But it would be funny to me. I'm assuming they tried to make a movie that people were going to enjoy, and they failed spectacularly at that. <laughs> oh, they did. I'm going to quickly mention the notes I didn't get to mention. <laughs> wow. So the sorry. kiss scene in this movie is the most awkward kiss scene I have ever seen in a movie. Fact! The information sucking scene is also awkward, Agreed. and maybe the worst scene in the movie. But also the best kiss scene that I've seen in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than the actual kiss scene. Yes. The maze I mentioned, the lacks about market theft, I meant. Inconsistent volume in this movie. Sometimes they, they whisper the dialogue in this movie. When they flare up the music, holy crap, I had headphones in... I thought I was bleeding. <laughs> Didn't have that problem, but I wasn't listening. <laughs> and the spell of holding, with them being tied together Oh with my the god, rope, that was incredible. That was painful that. to watch. <laughs> that was the only reason they were a party. Them trying to pretend like it was the rope that was causing them to like <laughs> move, while their legs were like walking... Made it that much better. It was like watching the really bad team at the three-legged race at the company picnic. <laughs> you mean when it's Janice and uh, Janice and Jim in accounting? Yes. Ugh. 
And they are just not in sync? They're not. They're, they're not married, too. That, that's <laughs> it. Since we're talking about when they were, like, quote-unquote tied up, I, one other part I liked was I did like when they were being held by the guards and there were six guards holding the dwarf. That was great. <laughs> if you've been listening to my description of this movie and you think I'm giving this movie anything other than one stone, Ooh. you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Two stones! <laughs> one stone. Damn. So close. It's, and it's a low one stone. Mm. All right, Matt. Now you're up. Great. Okay, so I've decided that I'm not giving this movie an Infinity Stones. I'm giving it Dragon's Eye Gems. And I'm giving it one and a half Dragon's Eye Gems. And the gauntlet! Am I right, people? No. No, No. I'm not right. (laughs) One and a half. Because this movie does one thing right, and that's the ridiculousness of a Dungeons & Dragons story. And half for all the silly little points that it gets that it doesn't deserve but somehow gets. Corey. This movie gets the number of stones equal to the number of D&D monsters that I was really happy to see. (laughs) (laughs) One? Because I don't give a if it wasn't the right... Oh, take it from the top! (laughs) I don't give a if it was not the right (laughs) use of the older beast. I was happy to see it in there. It gets one stone. And Mitch, why don't you take us home? I can't give this movie one stone because I feel like... Really? This is not the worst... This is, this is by far not the worst movie I've seen. I mean, it's not I've Warriors. seen some terrible movies, um, but I don't think it deserves much more than that. So I'll give it one and a half stones, oh. um, and I will give the movie that we are going to make early two thousand nineteen six stones and a gauntlet. <laughs> Boom! Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's the whole gauntlet. He's gonna do it himself. <laughs> It's just going to be pictures of you guys. <laughs> on each, I'm going to do the voices. <laughs> if you stuck with us this far and you want to send us something about this episode and you want to do it by email, send it over to zthpodcast at gmail.com. We are still accepting your ratings for these movies on Twitter at zthpodcast. Send us pictures of your D20s on Instagram at zthpodcast. That's not slang for anything. <laughs> Yeah, that was serious. It could be slight for something. <laughs> if you'd like to find us on Facebook, go to facebook.com backslash ZTH podcast or search for Zeros Talking Heroes in the search bar. Zeros and Heroes both have two E's. Last but not least, go on to iTunes if you're listening to us through that. You know what? Even if you're not, just get iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review if you want. We'll read that on the air. And Mitch, what would you like to plug while you're here? You should go on iTunes. I listen to Zero's talking here. Oh, that's oh, nice. Thank you. No, I gave him a review. You should do it too, listeners. Uh, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> and and by golly, I don't know how you got to this part of the episode, and you don't. Uh, you should check out the Dungeon Masters block, um, where we give tips to Dungeon Masters. But also, you should listen to the GM Showcase, where you can hear all three of these guys in games. That's true. Are they all out yet? Is everybody's nope. game? Is yours not? Here's no, no, the Pokemon no, no, no. game, yeah. right? You can hear Corey in a game, you can hear Matt in a game, and in the future you'll be able to hear Joe in a game as well. And Geek Wars. Geek mm. Wars is amazing. Listen to Geek Wars. True. All true. So that's going to do it here for us on Zero's Talking Heroes. Next time, if all goes according to plan, we'll be doing the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Mm. And if not, we'll see what ends up happening. Insert movie here, <laughs> Joe. Gold member. <laughs> He's not a superhero. I love gold. 
They are super villains. You're not going to put that in your mouth, are you? Oh, God. <laughs> Take it from me quickly. <laughs> quick, 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 quick. It's a good one. <laughs> that one is so good. Give me for my shot. Bong and a blitz. This is going to be a fun one to edit, <laughs> Yeah, sure, fun. I do it to myself sometimes. On behalf of everyone else, thank you for joining us. And remember that every movie, God, I hope not this movie, <laughs> is someone's favorite movie. Mitch, it was awesome to have you on. This was fun. Ooh, let's go.